to the Strip Down Know Nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're great or bad, from easy to the new sad, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. One day the embarrassment of this podcast will be behind him. It's my co-host, Evan. He could be good, and he would, if he knew that he was understood. It's my co-host, Saker. <laughs> I had to do my alt line there. Oh, we got- did we match? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I love that you had an alt. God, you're so good at this. How did you know? Because it's easy. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of great the best minds one there. think alike. I'm glad I always go first. Great, because... great cemeteries think alike. What is the? I was just in your bathroom, um, and next to your toilet, there's it says farts are food ghosts yes that is yeah. true so i'm like what am i then i'm the sem a food cemetery <laughs> You're a food cemetery i suppose right? yes or yeah. like i'm a haunted house <laughs> some a food haunted, haunted house. house sure because well what's what's a haunted house called when you you die when you go inside of it because you mash up the food and then you put it in the haunted house uh, so so like it's a, a graveyard a, a slaughterhouse a slaughter so you're yeah. a food slaughterhouse i'm making hamburger buddy <laughs> it goes from the slaughterhouse to the food slaughterhouse so here's a discussion i got in with a with a friend um what does a cemetery we were talking about the new movie pet cemetery a little context there so a cemetery his 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 supposition was a cemetery is only a cemetery when there are dead bodies in it right so if the dead were to rise crawl out of the graves and then walk away the plot of land where they were they had been interred would no longer be a cemetery whereas i argued that Uh a cemetery is more a feeling. <laughs> a feeling. <laughs> Cemeteries where the heart is. I mean, I it, I would say that even if all the dead bodies got up and walked away, it would still be a cemetery. Uh-huh. Until the tombstones were done, everything's plowed under, and they put like a McDonald's there. Then it, then it's a place that would have been a cemetery. See, here's, here's the thing, is that, I mean, as a language evolutionist, I, I you know, I, you have to think like, it is whatever people call it. I mean, what are people, are people still calling it a cemetery? Then it's still a cemetery, right? Are people right. still calling? But we're not it... talking about like a linguistic level. We're talking like a uh, like a a semantic. Well, it's that's not even all... semantic. Yeah, yeah. A, a distinctional level. A distinctional level. No, like I, a I... like an Aristotelian uh, universe of forms. No, I gotta like agree where... with your friend here. All right, right? Because I guess like... C's Richards is right. Oh, C's boy. <laughs> when they, because when you when you build a new cemetery, there's no bodies in it yet, but everybody goes, "Oh, that's the new cemetery." Like right. that's like that's, that's the new cemetery. So they call it a cemetery, even though no one's interred there. Oh wait, wait, wait! Oh, I had your position switched. Okay, so you agree I'm with sorry. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree that even Fuck if there's no, you, wait, no, even if there's no bodies there, it's still a cemetery. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you said that everything would have to be like uncemeteried for it to be. It would have to be a McDonald's for it to not be a cemetery. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ, I'm an idiot. Yes, yeah, C's can get fucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, absolutely. You are right in this. I situation. dare you to add us. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, the new cemetery, even if there's no bodies there. And yeah, I think I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be. Because even if it'll still have all the feelings of a cemetery. It'll mm-hmm. still it'll still feel like a cemetery. You're right. You're right. Yep. Uh, when I was arguing with him, he was s- eating an entire loaf of bread. <laughs> For any reason? Does it help his argument what? skills? No, he just enjoys eating entire things. Like Wonder Bread? Yeah, it's like he's got this... Um, like he, He's on the opposite it was like keto a, diet. It was like a hot dog thing situation. Because he had like... A, like a long sausage too but he didn't like cut the bread and put the hot dog in like you would he like drilled into the loaf of bread like and put the hot dog slid, slid, it, down it, the slid it down the middle hell yeah that's the way my friend <laughs> really why <laughs> no must no fuss no coconuts because you can't sometimes you squeeze that bun too hard the wiener flies to the ceiling i have never had that problem 
<laughs> you put it, you drill that loaf through, you stick it with like maybe five hot dogs. Damn, son. Then you can just eat a loaf of bread. It's convenient. Uh, that's what... Squirt mustard or ketchup down so each other. So yeah, you're, you're one for one with C.S. Richard. One disagree, one agree. Hey, speaking of graveyards, we've got an important Bare Naked Ladies uh, thing that happened. Uh, well, now it's like a month ago in real time. But um, uh, how about uh, their famous theme song will never be heard again for the Big Bang Theory? Oh, the yeah. The Big Bang Theory has ended now. Uh, and it ended with a... Uh, I bet uh, they're still getting those sweet residuals. Oh, though. those zids will never go away. 200... Says 50, 60, some episodes. Like... I heard that Sheldon finally found his raison d'etre. Yes. Sheldon. I don't and... know any. I've never seen an episode of Big Bang Theory. I was going to ask you that. Yes. If you had ever seen it before. Mm-mm. Sheldon, Orson, and Egbert. Gorbin. All found. Ugh, I'm trying to think of more U.S. Acres characters and I can't. Did you ever watch any U.S. Acres? No. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Um, yeah. In any case, uh, I mean, truly changed the landscape of television for no, it really didn't i mean what what big bang theory did was it 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 made nerds into a commodity right. just when we were being accepted by or i mean the mainstream i feel like it i don't I, I think that gives it a little too much credit because i feel like nerds were already becoming more mainstream and just kind of rode on that right it did but it instead of accepting nerds at face value it made nerds into a a a weird not even a product but like a sideshow right like mm-hmm. something to be gawked at and laughed at rather than but also probably humanize them too i mean if it ran 250 episodes they're not just laughing at geek jokes right yeah i and don't wasn't know there, like one of the characters was autistic yes okay I think well, that's main, nice yeah like but if it was treated well it's true yeah I, again i'm this is all speculation because i've never seen an <laughs> episode us, I've, I've maybe seen half an episode <laughs> yeah, it's like we do a podcast about Bern- <laughs> about big bang fury <laughs> But honestly, the uh, like I in the half episode I watched, I can tell you that some of the jokes were like, "Hey, Star Trek, right?" And then the studio audience laughed. Like it was just naming things that it would be funny if they were popular. Even though Star Trek is very popular, yeah, I mean, was like, the joke. I don't know. It was very strange to me. But like the reference humor is just what makes people laugh. Right? Sure. Uh, yeah. Remember but Snorks? Is it even a, a snore? That's basically that's a weird little staff. You're right. That's basically. You remember Smurps? <laughs> this is Family Guy. You, you are Smumps. <laughs> Smumps and measles. Um, Smumps and measles. Um, but they did. They finished off number one. Big Bang Theory theme song. Fucking great. It's a great yeah. song. Yeah. It's good shit. Yeah. Uh, they play it yeah. live all the time now. They ended the final episode. I've the, heard it more times than I've heard than any, of, any, any character on that show talk. <laughs> Um, the final scene of the final episode is just Ed solo on an acoustic guitar playing as they're all like, we, we like zoom out slowly from the whole gang as they're uh-huh. having fun. And, and it's he's just playing like, like it's a just slow, in Ed's, Ed's eye. We see a snow globe and Ed is in a wheelchair <laughs> shaking the snow globe. Um, yeah, but it's, it's just like a sad version of the Big Bang Theory theme song. It's very sweet, even oh, yeah. though I've never seen it. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state. Then nearly 14 billion years ago, expansion started. Wait. The earth began to cool. The autotrophs began to drool. Neanderthals developed tools. We built a wall. We built the pyramids. Math, science, history. Unraveling the mystery. That all started with a big bang. The BNL boys nailed it again. I, I'm surprised at how much they've been in the news recently. Like, Big Bang Theory ending, bare naked ladies on the case. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just they were on like late night with Stephen Colbert playing the theme oh, song, cool. and like they're back. Boy, those BNL boys never leave, do they? Nope. They're in the they Junos. We're out there. Welcome. Hell yeah! But here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking. 
We're past the 10 year anniversary of Stunned, or the 20 year anniversary of Stunned, excuse me. We're past the Juno Awards. Mm-hmm. We're past Big Bang Theory, which mm-hmm. was the world's biggest sitcom that they had their name on, mm-hmm. right? What do Bannaked Ladies have left to surprise us with next? I can't wait to be surprised. <laughs> but, like, they don't have any more, like, coattails to ride. Not like, the, not like it's a bad thing. Hey. Not like it's a bad thing, but, like, Hey, remember Stunt? 20-year anniversary. Like, they can't do the 21st year hey, anniversary. Hey, remember the album that just came out? Canada Dry. That's they a are, song. They did... Bare Naked Ladies. Not, did you hear they not, announced their next album? Oh, okay. It's Fake Nudes, colon, Naked. It's acoustic versions of all the songs. Oh. That are <laughs> actually, I probably nudes. will like that a lot. I mean, me more too. Than probably actually fake nudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it when they when they kind of go down downplay yeah. them a little. They'll bit. probably go a little crazier with that too. They probably won't just be straight up like interpretations, right? That would be cool. I would love that. I don't yeah, know, like an unplugged version. But yeah. I think they were kind of using the Big Bang Theory to be like, oh, we don't have a new album, but we're, there's a lot of attention. Let's yeah. do something yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, good for yeah, them. I'm good for them. For I hope. I, I hope they make a million. But here's the question. And they're probably already rich, so I don't care how much money they make. And plus, they're in residuals now, so they'll make yeah. money for the rest of their yes. lives in perpetuity forever. I hear that's one of the things that broke the band up. Is like there's some argument with Paige and Robertson, like the Big Bang Theory money, hmm. like where because I think they both wrote it mm-hmm. and they both perform on it too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, but there's some argument with money. Yeah. Is that their success on Big Bang Theory? Is it too little, too late? Speaking (laughs) Let's talk about this week's song. This week's song is called Too Little Too Late, and if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. too late what'd you think what'd you feel what'd you say what'd you know great guitar riff at the beginning man what a way to start an album Mm -hmm. you can't get come in hard they come in balling totally come in button (laughs) right into there everyone's got a butt but they don't use it like this right up to the top that's right uh yeah this wouldn't work as well as a track 310 whatever Mm -hmm. like it's gotta be track fucking one yeah yeah they come they come strong yeah and they 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 roll deep they come strong. Do they roll deep? Did you feel like this was a good song all the way through for the most uh, part? Yeah, the har- your- I, like musically, yeah, I enjoyed the fuck out of the song. Like the harmonies were on point. Yeah. There's one, there's something weird though. I think it's, uh, I don't remember exactly where it is in the song because I just have it written here in the notes, but it's like, oh no, it's it's uh, record and play after years of endless rewind. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was half as, half as this time. Record and play after years of endless Ed isn't harmonizing. He's just talking in this low, gravelly voice. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Cue that up. It's because it's like, record and play. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> I can hear him under in the mix, and it might have just been my speakers. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to have to re-listen to that one. Oh, you know what? 
I wrote Ed's deep, deep harmonies on the bridge are weird and amazing. It's a bizarre and great choice. Yep, I, I think, think that's, that's what I'm think, talking yeah, about. So you there. did hear them, but I said that they were harmonies and not just. Uh, it's like a he's like steeping steep like a monotone baritone. <laughs> it's like what he's talking in. <laughs> the monobara, the fable, monobara. But I mean, I, I thought it was an interesting choice, and it didn't it didn't like clash with the song. It was just. I'd never heard that before. Sure, yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, it is. It's it's weird because for the most part, I'd say this is a fairly straightforward pop song. Mm-hmm. Like they uh, again talking about not taking chances, which we talked about a little bit on the stunt recap. Is like this one they're going like straight straight at it and and hitting like mm-hmm. a pop song, no chances yeah. taken. But it's it's a fucking great yeah, pop. Song. I mean the 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 hook is in there. Yeah, there's no shame. It brings in- you back. The, the hook i ain't telling you no lies i just struggled to remember the next line of that song and actually i think the hook is the best element of the song because it contains the best part which are those yeah. oh my god they're so good those hand claps in the chorus and i could be good and i would if i knew i was understood and it'll be great just That's, that's what brings you to the yard oh my god yes if you have an organic too many people nowadays use synthetic ham claps ham claps <laughs> yeah saker wants two full hams <laughs> slapping right. together uh but these are i, I, I think you probably a, get the clap if you took the two ha- like the flat half of the ham and oh, then just like yeah it would have to be cold cuts of ham i think not cold right? cuts but like that you take the two full hams bone and hams okay. and then like the flat sides are sure, what you're hitting together or you get one of those like uh you know like the executives have those like balls like yeah. the click clack click, yeah. clack balls hams oh that's genius i love that that's what you do with the gristle people throw it away yeah. make ball well, toys we make we make a split pea soup with the gristle oh cool. that's the good stuff cool great story it's delicious can I have some? <laughs> we haven't had ham in a while. We get it like once a year. I'm not a ham fan. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't I don't really like ham. I mean, it's okay. It's an okay meat. Like, I'm not going to turn up my nose at ham. But, like, if my choice is, like, ham or chicken, I'm going to go with chicken, bud. Really? Yeah. I will go. And this is a... Oh, my wife and I, about two years ago, did mm. a Thanksgiving draft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, both ham and turkey are bad meats. No! Ham is a great... You can't fuck up ham. Turkey, you can You can fuck, fuck up, up ham because you so- can make it... Like, the, the spiral-sliced ham, if yeah. you overcook it, it's just rubbery garbage. What? It's so much easier to fuck up a turkey. Yeah. Turkeys yeah, you can yeah. burn, turkeys Again, you can dry out, turkeys you can I wasn't arguing with okay, the fact okay, that Okay, 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 okay. Ham. I can throw see you're getting I can see pan. you're getting little I am getting steamed like I, I, I ham. ham. I see I think that the, the key to a ham is not to like cook it, it's to warm it up, right? I'm sorry. I just imagined the next review on our iTunes thing. It's just like they talked about the ham for like seven minutes in the middle of the review of too little too. We much. talk about what's important to us, <laughs> listeners. And this, I can see, is very important to my co-host. And, you know, his happiness is more important to me than us talking about the Bare Naked Ladies. So, you know what? I'm going to give you a platform to talk about your ham. Thank you. Even though I disagree with you. Uh, Ham is... And that's what we need more of in America. That's true. More middle. We need to meet in the middle. Yeah. I mean, this is a both both sides thing between Uh, ham and turkey. It's an actual both sides argument because... No one is being genocided True, on either yeah. side. <laughs> turkey well, I guess turkeys and turkeys. And, I mean, they're both meat, and we're killing oh, yeah. animals. Well, yeah, so, but, kind of so yeah, I mean, but it's a both sides thing here. Really? These are the type so, of both sides arguments I'm okay with. <laughs> so Furky is the only blameless meat yeah. in this meat in quotes. Yeah. Um, I like I wrote the, that this with those hand claps. The hand claps turned this into a fucking stadium level bop. Mm. And then I thought, why don't they play this song 
in stadiums at sporting events. Think about it. The other, to like mock your opponent. Your, your team is up by like ten, and the other team in the ninth like gets like two or three runs, and they start playing like too little, too <laughs> late. Like that would be fucking great. What a great thing to play. Yeah, that'd be very cruel. <laughs> And that's kind of the point of those sporting events, right? <laughs> All those sport, human sporting events that you enjoy. I love, yeah, them. <laughs> um, I have seen balls on ice. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of um, um, lyrical. Let's go lyrics first. Okay. Um, so, uh, not really a lyrical aspect, but one of the most enjoyable things. I like, I like the handcuffs. I like the minutia of this song. Because when Steve goes, woo, like, that's so much fun. He's there. He's <laughs> Having a good time? Oh, is it too he's having it it blew my mind that this wasn't the naked track on this mm. album right because it's so like the, lively can, yeah it's like crackling with fucking energy this track just like saker is right now see i got him <laughs> that's, the, that's the key listener you gotta get him juiced up on something he believes in like ham you got me on this ham tip and now i'm yeah. so excited i mean i bring up like you know like social injustice things like that and saker <laughs> just gives me the monotone like yeah we need to really fix something like the climate change is really bad Mention ham though. <laughs> God, God, ham it. He gets hot and bothered. Um, there is a uh, I mean, this is another lyrically is a shitty relationship song. Yeah, so tired. But it's an Ed and Steve jam. Yeah. So at the very least, it wasn't just Steve being shitty. Uh, narcissistic personality disorder. I thought so at first. Like, um, but my my thing is like. It might be narcissistic personality disorder, but it might be like just dating somebody on the autism spectrum, right? Possible. I feel like we just use that for some fantastic. But like, I mean, I just it's it. I what, for me, it was like the, a different aspect of it, though. Yeah. Right. So the some fantastic person could have been on the autism spectrum, was probably more likely a psychopath. Right. Here, like, just the difficulty of like develop like this song for me was like the difficulty of developing like an emotional shorthand with somebody yes. where you're not really seeing eye to eye. Right. And um, I was I, I was able to sympathize as a personal like it's a personal mm-hmm. you know like he's working on himself in a general sense and he like he's realized that he doesn't listen that he's a like he can be a bad person because he doesn't listen right mm-hmm. um so I don't know if it can be and it doesn't feel like a shorthand it feels like he's putting the work in well he's he might be putting the work in what he's do you mean? he's considering whether or not he should put the work in <laughs> I feel like he is putting it in but it's already like I could be good I could be good and I, and I would if okay. I knew. That is the only because all of this whole song it feels like it feels like a montage like a running song where mm-hmm. he's like getting better at like but instead of like jumping rope and boxing he's like going to his therapist and like doing workbooks and shit where he's like getting better at what he yeah. does. I mean, that's but, a very optimistic take on the song. Uh, really, I don't. I think know. The, the the song for me was like it's all about thinking about wanting to do that, like huh. considering whether the, re- the relationship is worth the effort you're going to need to put into it to fix it sure okay and the the whole thing like i would be good if i i and i uh, i'm sorry i could be good and i would if i knew that i were understood that's what spoke to like the autism thing with for that me. is the only line for me that really like undercuts what i'm saying you're right, right. because he's saying like like i mean because autistic people a lot of them have trouble understanding feelings but that doesn't mean they don't have feelings of their own see, correct you're right so it's, it's i mean they get their feelings hurt sure and it's it's easy to you know it, I've, having dated people on the autism spectrum like it's it's difficult to come at this right like, you know when you're not necessarily speaking a, the same emotional language right so but, but i also i mean i almost i feel like that doesn't necessarily have to point towards autism i feel like it could also still point towards narcissistic personality disorder because yeah, if, you wanna, I think, if you want them to be evil well no but but i think that he's saying like if you want me to put the work in you have to understand me but 
homeboy, you're past that point. You don't need to be understood. You need to understand. She's going through shit, right? It's mm-hmm. not just you. So he's like in this bubble where like, well, if I know that you're going to listen to me, then I'll put the work in, right? And so I, I don't know if it's, I think it's just more narcissism where he's like, I'll do it if if I know I'm going to get something back. Right. I see that. But like the, the whole line, like you say, why does everything I do confound you? Because either that's that. that keys into my autism read like sure. they're just not seeing eye to eye yeah yeah that's possible you say why does everything fall around you you say why does everything i do confound you although i mean i don't know i think again record and play after years of endless rewind like he's definitely like I don't know. I think it's more aspir. This is more aspirational song than actively going through the motions. Like he's sure. considering whether or not he should do it. He feel. I feel like he's too. He's too self. Uh, un- un- uh, to, uh, yes, but he he understands his himself too much to to for this to be a song about a person on the spectrum because he. I think he understands that he's a bad person, which I'm not saying that autistic people can't understand that they're bad people. Wait. <laughs> or good people, yeah. but uh, but that you. I just wanted someone. you to back that, that up for a second. Like, shut up, definitely shut up, couch shut that. Up, shut yeah. Up, shut up. <laughs> Let me just repeat that. I want autistic people to understand <laughs> that they're, they're bad, bad people. people. You're a bad person, Sager. Oh, Jesus, but no, I, I I understand what you're saying. I think you could see it both ways, and it scares me that they wrote it with such a line that you can't tell whether this person has a problem or whether they are a problem. I mean, I guess it's good song. Is it good songwriting or lazy songwriting? That you can't tell if what I think the it's, truth is. I don't think it. I don't think it speaks to whether it's good or bad or lazy at all. I think it's just you know it's. I'm. I like that we can interpret this different ways, yeah. and I think it lends itself to different interpretations, which His, is fine. Yeah, I want specifics. I want him to have a lyric where he's like, "I have autism, <laughs> and I'm somewhere on the spectrum." <laughs> I want to know. For I'm sure. a narcissist, <laughs> so I put stuff in my rectum. <laughs> yeah, that's, is, that, is that what narcissists do? <laughs> so he can be both. Yeah, yeah, okay. I can be both. <laughs> I don't know what wrong with both. I love that. Personal oh growth. <laughs> this is perfect. That's what this song is about. Uh, I didn't have anything else because I think truly the lyrics are... Are, there's not a whole lot to talk about with the lyrics. I like them. I think they're very good and very poetic and, and very smart. And I, I like, I don't know. I, I like everything about them, to be honest. Um, I don't know. Did you have anything to say about him? Like, I don't know. He's just the guy? No. I'm wondering, okay, so here's my here's what I thought. Is this, like, uh, um, so he's talking about new relationships. Mm-hmm. Like when he says, record and play after years of endless rewind. Yesterday wasn't half as tough as this time. This time isn't hell. So is he talking about the same relationship or is he talking about new relationships? In your montage situation, is he going through like a series of relationships or is he just stuck in this one relationship? So I think ah, that's a good question because I think, I think he's putting in the work and now it's easier for him. Right. I still think it's the same mm-hmm. relationship because under, otherwise it, it the, the idea of too little, too late is meaningless. Right. Right. Because like, can I save this relationship or am I too little, too late? Um, so I think when he's saying this time isn't hell, he's saying, you know, we can, we can actually talk. And that kind of uh, previously, you know, they talk about, um, uh, you know, this time, these days it's unbearable, unbearable for both of us. We can't discuss it this way. But these days, it's unbearable for both of us. 
saying, you know, this time isn't hell further in the song. Okay. So like last time it sucked. This time it's better. We're getting better. We're always yeah. getting better, but maybe I've fucked up too much. Yeah, I mean, that's the best way to, to get better relationship is to fucking practice. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> this isn't his forever relationship. They're going to, they're going to break up. Right. Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, okay. I think that, that he's coming at it not in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, why is it not healthy? Because if I knew I was understood. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, basically like, well, although at the same time, like he might be, it might be the read could be, you know, I, I give a little to get a little, like you got to, you got to meet me halfway sort of thing. For sure. Like I'm not going to sit here and like put all the work in if you're just going to not understand what I'm doing or like finding out your partner's love language sort of stuff is like, is very important in the relationship. And that's one of the things. And that's how I can almost tell this is a tempered Steve jam where (laughs) where Ed got in on it because he's not saying like, you're a fucking asshole and you're the reason that this relationship sucks. He's like saying like I did bad and he, he, we don't, he doesn't mention the girl or the partner the Mm -hmm. entire song. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it's it's cool to erase the partner in this relationship. <laughs> One day this embarrassment will fade behind him. God, or is that more of a point towards narcissism that he never mentions his partner at all during this whole song? I don't know. I don't know either. Well, it, or, start, or like, it starts with you say. So he's mentioned them twice, like what they're saying. Negatively, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I don't know. You say that I pulled the world from under you. <laughs> you can't go through it this time. Yeah, never mind. He's a narcissist. You're right. <laughs> That sucks too. Like, why does everything revolve around you? A normal thing to say. Why does everything I do confound you? Fine. I pulled the world from under you. What does that mean? Like maybe he made like he got a new job somewhere and they had to move to a new oh, city. Oh yeah, sort of okay. Thing. Like I don't okay. know. They got married and then they had... and you don't want to do it again. Wow. Well, I mean, well, well. speaking of someone like my when my partner and I got married, we spent our first year in Japan because I was doing research for my PhD. Yeah. I mean, did I, your partner not want to be in Japan? Uh, I didn't know at the time, but yes. <laughs> Well, that's a communication problem. Yeah, that's yeah, not that was, It's something we worked out. We worked, yeah. obviously, because we're still married and we're happily married. Yeah. So. Did he say that you pulled the world from under him? No, but I can imagine being like, I mean, he was supposed to, he had a job there. In Japan? In Japan. And then it just kind of fell through at the last oh, minute. Oh, was it so, like an English language teacher? It was a lot of different, yeah. like it was, it was something, it was something like that. And it just sort of like fell through at the last minute. So we didn't, he, we had expected him to be able to work there and he couldn't. Right. Okay. So. Cool. Bong. Uh, let's talk about the instrumentation a little bit. Um, let's talk about the best line of this song. Though. Please. Getting strength. Try to learn to pull my own weight. I'm gaining pounds at the precipice of too late. I'm gaining pounds at the precipice of too late. I fucking love I that love line. I love that too. Yeah. yeah. That was a great line. Like de- like linking sort of like depression and eating. Yeah. Because I'm a, I am a depression eater. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love food and any opportunity to eat food. <laughs> like, I had a rough day. I want to eat an entire fucking pizza. Yeah. And I, I also like how it's contrasted with like, I'm gaining strength trying to learn to pull my own weight, but I'm also, you know, I'm gaining pounds with the precipice of too late. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's good and there's bad. There's ups and there's downs. It's a roller coaster yeah. here. I, I, I feel like those are my two favorite lines of the yeah. entire yeah. song. Yeah, it's a little, good. A little pivot for me. It's good. Uh, classic BNL. Classic. Um, uh, the bridge god it's got so much momentum it could mm-hmm. be that tambourine that shaker um could be the sounds of two hams <laughs> slapping <laughs> what are the sounds ta- what's slap. the sound of one hand slapping oh it's one hand ham clapping <laughs> um like it reminds this is so fucking nerdy it reminds me of an anime opening the bridge where like you know we see the characters rushing towards them and characters are coming out from behind other characters and the camera's swinging around like it feels like an anime op this is a deer and gray song this is fucking yeah. bees serial experiments lane <laughs> sure yes <laughs> 
Um, there's a uh, like whichever paranoia and agent, <laughs> paranoia androida. <laughs> um, Kev's noodling is fun. Yeah, he's noodling kid's, a little bit at the always, end. I don't. I would. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I enjoy. <laughs> I prefer Ken. Uh, Ken. La, 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 la. <laughs> Kev noodling. Kev noodling. Ken voodling. <laughs> to Andy Cregan. Wow. Is Kev just better than Andy Cregan, period? I'm not going to go that far because I like Andy a lot, but okay. I feel like I feel like I like the noodling better. And okay. I, I, I like. I would say I like Kev better than Andy Cregan. As a person. As a person, <laughs> as a aspirational figure, okay, got it, got as it. the godhead of my religion. Sure, yes. <laughs> as the voice that comes out late at night and tells me to do stuff to people. Sure. And it always helps me out. Yeah, but you've had both Kev and Andy in those situations. Yeah, and Kev yeah, was better yeah. every time. Yeah, Andy, Andy is really hard to follow. <laughs> I mean, you've read, you heard that interview on like the GeoCities website where he was like, I... I wrote uh, the cow song because, you know, sometimes things happen with cows. And, yeah. you know, once once I thought yeah. about cows, I was just thinking about what cows are and how they are. And then, like, you know, you ever, you ever looked at a cow and seen the cows? Like, they're just all out there. So, I mean, I thought that maybe they would want to be out there, too. <laughs> I also read that interview with Kev on an Angel Fire website where it was like, you should shoot your neighbor's dog. because Oh, no, that was one of the things in my own head. You're right. Yes. Kev is way better. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh like the rhythm guitar, the riff on it got old to me. The cause like, that's just a pop song thing. It is, but it was just like a rock pop. Yeah. Three minutes of it is a little much where they're just not changing it. I never had a problem with that. Even after 50, 50 listens, the final orchestra hit is great. Where there's like a long pause. Boom. the very end <laughs> fun 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 hey fun, this fun. was the third single from this album huh what studio executive looked at this and pinch me and said mm, pinch me's a better song pinch me's fine we'll get to it in a couple weeks but like this song fucking rocks yeah this like, is a rocky pinch me is probably one of my i don't mean to tip my hand one of my least favorite bare naked lady singles and this one is like gr- it's a great opener it's an energetic mm-hmm. song pinch me's just boring and slow and like i like pinch me i know you do we talked about it in concert when they played mm-hmm. a song um but i'm just amazed that this was chosen you know was this the same studio well, that the, the minds of executives are uh but the only mystery to us subhumans it's true the only other like band- you don't make more than 10 million dollars a year you can't even under you can't even <laughs> comprehend the words that they're speaking the so. only other executive story we have with Benny good ladies is when they were going to make one week a B-side and the executive was like, uh-uh, this is your first single, which obviously worked <laughs> yeah. out well. So like, what the fuck? Is this the same studio? I don't know. Yeah, like there's like Warlocks or something. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what else? I have a lot of other things that are just tangentially related. I want to talk about the video yeah, a little bit. Yeah, talk about the video. Okay. Uh, so real quick, um, yeah. the video. Uh, cool ass stage. They got mm-hmm. that like... Oh, yeah. That's like a full-on rock stage. Yeah. They got like a fisheye lens at one point. It's stylish. It's mm-hmm. cool. Um, fisheye lens, really big in the late 90s, early aughts. What the fuck is happening in this video? Is it like Groundhog Day for Steve? I feel like it... Have you ever seen Synecdoche, New York? No. Okay. It's like this This artist wants to put on a play, 
And the play is about his life, but mm-hmm. it's like an improv- improvisational play. And so the actor who's playing him in the play decides that he's going to create a play about his life because that's what the first mm-hmm. person did. And so that person creates a play. About- so it's just like levels going downward, downward, yeah, downward. Me of that one. I don't know. There was a movie that came out in the late 90s, early aughts. I want to say it's like Full Frontal or something. And if listeners, if you know what it is, please tell me because I've been trying to. Is it the Howard Stern movie? No, Full it's not. Frontal? Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. Because like David, Hy- it stars David Hyde Pierce. That's okay. the only thing I know about it. And I've, I looked on David Hyde Pierce's IMDb site, so I can't, I don't know which one it is. Okay. But it's like a, it's a movie and it just goes on like a normal sort of like romantic comedy movie. But periodically throughout the movie, the, the cameras will pull back and you'll see that this should, they've just been acting on a screen at various times and then it will follow people who were filming them. And Is it the mating habits of the earthbound human? I don't fucking know. Okay. It's a mockumentary. So that sounds right. Yeah. But, but it was a, yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd movie and I just, it, it never lets you know whether some, these people are having real experiences or they're actors. Huh? So it was, it was meta in that way. And I remember enjoying it. Yeah. That sounds but, fun. So that made me think of this too. Okay. Here's my question. Uh-huh. Does this music video take place in the same universe as the call and answer video. Absolutely it does. Oh my God. Because you've got multiples of all these characters. Yeah, you've got multiples, but they're not the only people in this universe though. Yes. It's just most people in this universe are bare naked ladies, yes, but there are out there. Other are other people. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. Yeah. I think that's totally, that could be, that could be true. That could be yeah. true. Um, it's like star Wars, right? It, the universe is full of aliens and stuff, but most of them are human. <laughs> yes. It's also legitimately terrified. This video has terrified me. Yeah. It's, it's very like, when does your life stop being a simulation? And like, cause we're so many, I felt like we were so many levels down in this Steve and he, for context, he, he was not happy with himself for context. Steve is on stage playing music. And then like Steve is also directing the music video. And then there's like another Steve who's like the, uh, I don't know, executive producer of what's happening. And, like, Steve is trying to, the Steve who's in the music video is trying to escape the music video. The yes. Keith, Steve who is directing is trying to get a good music video out of him. Yes. And then the Steve who's like the producer is trying to. And then there's like a Steve on like a star tours sort yeah. of like a studio lot. And uh, there's multiples of all the ladies that are like the makeup people and mm-hmm. the, you know, the script director and all this stuff. And it's very, very, very strange. Um, yeah. It's a weird, it's, it's like, I felt like it was a, uh, like a weird TV show. Like we can see the credits floating at one point, like too Mm -hmm. many cooks, like, which is real (laughs) weird as well. Like, it's just so weird. I can't tell if it's a good video or if I liked it because I like the song so much. Yeah. I don't know how many, like how many levels deep the, the, the Steve, Stephen Page rabbit hole goes. Yeah. 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 It could, it it could be interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was, I would say it's definitely top three bare naked lady videos for me I mean, so, thus far there's a lot of bad ones so yeah. <laughs> very well could be um the uh there's there's uh, at the very end they say like good take market and they're like do uh, uh, all right let's do another take and then steve like goes no and then they go okay print it like what the fuck is happening are they taking well, it or are they doing another take? i don't i don't know if steve the director is actually a director or a person acting is steve an actor playing a director and there's another director yes. behind that and so in the in the world of the film they're saying that was a good take let's do another take and then steve goes no and they're like all right print that take that was good because we stopped the scene yes. like again we're so many levels deep it's terrifying <laughs> i don't fucking get it um you wouldn't <laughs> But you're a little brave. You're like the playground man. I am too highbrow for you. Um, oh, playground man. Let's talk about my favorite part of the video, which is about a 15-second 
part in the middle where they have the commercials. Oh God, I wrote them all down on the back of my. I wrote sheet. them all down too. Yeah. So, uh, the first one, Bare Naked Travel Tours. Yes, one hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, they're all in that one. Then Bare Naked Roach Be Gone. Yep, which but is it's not tie. not one of the BNL guys. It's Ty. Is it? I thought it was. I thought it wasn't one of them. Mm, maybe it's weird. Maybe. Then Ed's chapstick. Yep, Ed a Bare Naked Chap Balm. Ed as a he's like a state a trooper. trooper. Yeah. Very, very weird. Yeah. And, uh, Tyler as a bug paint. It just says toxic yeah, on it. Like, that's all I got. Toxic it's like a paint, a paint remover or something. He's cleaning graffiti. Yeah. yeah. But I love that it markets itself as toxic. Uh, bare naked creamy ice cream with Steve looking like a fucking goober. And it says uh, seven new grown, grown up, up flavors. flavors. I do like that. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm curious as to what a grown up flavor is. <laughs> uh, nighttime bare naked cold flu relief with Jim. <laughs> that was a good one. Sk- and uh, oh, the um, various, like the thing that comes on the bottom like there's like a warning that comes on the bottom very briefly oh just it's like like standard warning or something like if you get this in your eyes do this like that and then like it's like if you don't it was something it was something really weird if you don't do this then you could kiss your skin and eyes goodbye because (laughs) like it's so this is such a quick like snappy thing mm -hmm. and they plugged so many jokes into it like Mm -hmm. unbelievable amount of like costume changes and jokes and the the ice cream again comes after that we're like yeah yeah, where he's feeding a kid and then uh Kevin is is doing some gelatin. <laughs> Bare naked gelatin with Kevin the snowboarder? Like, yeah. what the fuck is he? Uh, Steve is the skeetball champion <laughs> yep. eating hot dogs. Well, he's eating a mystery late uh, a mystery item that is later revealed to be bare naked goop. Oh. Because we go back to Steve the skeetball champ uh, a little later in this commercial thing, and we get uh, the bare naked goop. Um, Tyler shaving. Chicks dig a smooth face. There's yeah. nothing like a slap in the face with bare naked cooling aftershave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, bare naked bubble attack with bigger bubbles. With this is the perfect one for Kev. Yeah, I can see everybody else are like, I want to do hot dogs. I want to do ice cream. I want to do a bubble maker. <laughs> like it's Kevin in the flesh. Yeah. I love it so much. But then he's a boxer who wants toothpaste. That's true. Butter flavored bare naked <laughs> toothpaste <laughs> with anti. Did you read this? With anti cavity fighting microscopic workers with picks is what it says on the toothpaste <laughs> thing. <laughs> Loved that. Uh, uh naked vino suave uh, wine ed's vino suave uh, oh ed's vino suave mm. oh yes yeah it is ed french ed yeah uh naked balls of sugar jim, jim eating just shoving sugar balls into his face <laughs> yes it's so good he just he does a good goon for the camera on that where he just like takes a bite and does, <laughs> Uh, Tyler shampoo, which I thought was funny because Tyler is bald. Yes, yes. The shampoo says adds hair, good looks, personality, and style. (laughs) And then we're back to Bare Naked Goop. I thought it was just PB&J. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe I just called it bare naked goop, but you're right, it is PB&J. It's like, a, it's like that PB&J swirled in the yeah. same jar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I well, can't it's stand. Goober is what goober, that's called, not goober. Goober. Yeah. goober. yeah, it's a good ass video. Very, mm-hmm. very funny, mm-hmm. very fun. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, live? Did you watch a live video of this? No. It loses something. There's not much to talk about. It loses something without the hand claps. Uh, Ed, <laughs> of course. Ed, Ed does an interesting solo version uh, nowadays. It's like it's like heavy, crazy, distorted guitar, like keyboard in the background. Mm-hmm. The one constant across like the two or three I watch is that the audience goes ah and woo and Steve's oh, heart, awesome. like oh yeah, the audience is into it. They love it. So yeah, it's fun. Uh, what else? Anything else about this song, Ed Boy? Well. Uh, do you know uh-huh. Maroon came out in 2000 uh-huh. do you know what movie what famous movie series also went into production in the year 2000 
in the year 2000. Uh, Matrix was 97. Famous movie series? Series. Is it The Fast and the Furious? No. What is it? Tell me. It is the Harry Potter series. Ah, okay. Interesting. Why is this relevant? Because all of these songs are obviously about Harry Potter. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Give me that HP read. This one is Hermione Granger from okay. the Prisoner of Azkaban. Azkaban. Where she gets the time turner. Okay. And so it's allow it's allowing her to go back in time <laughs> and save Buckbeak and all that. Or is it too little too late? But also, this is a rela- this is a relational talk because this is where she's like the prisoner of Azkaban is where she's starting to realize her feelings for Ron a little okay. bit. And also the fact that Ron's a dipshit. Right. And that Harry's an idiot. <laughs> okay. Like Harry's like if Harry wasn't the kid who lived, he would just be like a football jock, basically. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a cop. Yeah. Like that's like, yeah, exactly. So so yeah, you say why does everything revolve around you? Because I actually am doing all the work here in solving the mysteries. Sure. You say why does everything I do confound you? Because I'm the smartest one here. <laughs> you say I pull the world out from under you because I'm taking you on these adventures and keeping you alive? Yeah, this is all fair so far. You can't go through it this time? Well, guess what, fucking Harry Potter? <laughs> Buckle the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Voldemort's coming again. Uh okay. Yeah, that all checks out. And I mean, she could be good. Like, she could save the day, and she could save the day if, like, people could... Like, she actually does. Like, she would be the boss, right? Hermione Absolutely. does most of the work. Yeah. Like, the heavy lifting that happens in Harry... Like, Harry just stumbles through a fucking hedge maze and accidentally, like, guns <laughs> down a wizard. Like, that's what he does. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. So, man. So, too little too late in relationship to Hermione and the Time Turner, because it's never too little too right. late. exactly. As long as you obey the laws of paradox and don't get in your own way. Yeah. Record and play after years of endless rewind. Wow. Interesting. I love that. So these are all going to be Yesterday wasn't half as tough as this time because <laughs> I took the class over again with my time turner. Smart. Okay, cool. Now yep. you're just reading the lyrics and trying to figure out if there's anything else you could mine there. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Good. So, but the other thing I was wondering, like, I didn't, I know people miss the vampire read. Yes. Like, but the songs aren't about vampires. They're obviously about Harry Potter. So one thing I considered was, <laughs> why would a vampire write this song is what I'm thinking of. Are you going to do this for every song? I'm going to try to. Okay. I'm going to see, like, because I, I, I can't get into the mind of a vampire, truly, because uh-huh. I'm not a vampire at all, ever. Um, but, like, I could see a vampire wanting to write this song, like, about an immortal trying to date mortals. Right? Okay. So if, if this song isn't just about one relationship, but a series of relationships. Okay. So, uh... So, like, the, the immortals have a fundamentally different process. So, like, trying to date a vampire would be very strange. Sure. Absolutely. Right? I mean, like, obviously some dating tips. Like, you got to find out what kind of vampire they are. Um, <laughs> the listeners, I'm just going to do this for you because, I mean, I've dated a couple of vampires. So, like, you got to get your, you got to get your, call your credit card companies and, like, get the <laughs> alert. Because they can, they can put basically a spending alert on there. Because if, if a vampire is mind controlling you, you're going to start buying all sorts of weird shit. Okay. Right? Checks out. So, uh like the ghoul road seems like a good option. Don't go for it because it sets up a really shitty power dynamic in the relationship. Um, so you got to have some trust there, right? But I mean, no vamp is going to understand that. Like you, I mean, a, a vampire who's a healthy in a wants to be in a healthy relationship is going to understand you need to be protected. So sure. if you're wearing like garlic, if you get that gorget, if you're wearing like a cross <laughs> necklace or a star of David, or you know, I don't know what vamp what even turns vampires off nowadays. Uh-huh. But like you know, you just got to be safe at least. For, and there, there might come to a. a a part in the relationship where you know you don't and you're going to want to look your vampire up it used to be really hard back in the day to like find out actually what vampires are like but now with like ancestry.com <laughs> and like uh like hunternet.org uh-huh. like, uh, like find classmates and stuff especially if they were like an edward <laughs> cullen vampire you can like use the use their yearbooks sure. to go back sure sure but yeah so i mean 
it's not necessarily that bad. Uh, but so I think that basically you're going to want to find a cursed vampire like Angel. Okay. But then you also run the risk of the curse coming off and then they'll just regress into something terrible and you'll get that situation oh. where like, I don't know, they're trying to, ra- to rip your face off or sure. rape you. Sure. So. Wow. Okay. Um, you put a lot of thought into vampires on this. You're going to want to make sure that they're well fed before <laughs> a date. Um, yeah, just visit, just hit up, hit, hit up a blood bank right before you go out to dinner or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, cause I feel like, like when the vampires are in their refractory period, that's when you get the good conversations. Like sure. that's, that's when they're real. They're, they're just straight up gentlemen and gentle ladies. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, a, a well-fed vampire is the same as you and me. Wow. So Evan, remarkably well-researched about your vampires. I thought we were going to talk about yeah, like fucking... I said, I mean, you're dating them. And I mean, I've got some... If any of you are dating vampires, I got some tips out there um, for both the vampires either. Like, vampires, I know they can't go into houses or things like that. But, you know, like, if... All you need to do is get a, like, a share in a bank, right? Because banks are housing lenders. So... If you buy a house on credit, the bank lends you the money. You're paying the bank back. So the bank technically owns your house. They can foreclose on your house if you don't pay, which means if you own part of the bank, you also own part of that house by the trans- uh, transitionary property. So if, you want, if you're a vampire who wants to go into people's houses, just buy shares in a bank or any sort of housing concern. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. So a vampire <laughs> would write this song about dating people because, I mean... I feel a lot of vamps feel like they're better than everybody around them. The immortality comes in there and that sort of stuff. And I mean, a mortal is going to say, hey, why do you think everything revolves around you? Because I am an ancient vampire. Yeah, (laughs) I've seen the patterns. Why does everything I do? What? Everything confounds you because I am an ancient vampire (laughs) and I have powers beyond your ken. You have no idea about my enemies. Sort of thing. So, yeah, I can see that. Oh, good. Okay. All right. So we're going to have. Can you do an apocalypse? No, you don't have to do an apocalypse read. <laughs> We're good. Um, yeah, perfect. I love it. Ev, thank you for that read. No, thank you for listening. We ready to get juice into the... it up. <laughs> Let's juice it up. Evan, as you know, in this section, we rate the song from bare naked to fully mm-hmm. clothed. The more mm-hmm. bare naked the song is, the better it is. The more clothes this song has on, it's cold outside. You want to bundle up with a bad song. You know I do. As you do for the winter. So, Ev... What do you think about this song? This song to me is walking along, you're going on vacation, you went somewhere and it's real nice. It's Las Vegas, we'll say, or maybe Hollywood. And you're walking along the street, you're like, hey, you know, I'm in Hollywood. I should go to, what's that fucking street, the Hollywood Street, 4th and Vine, whatever it is, Sunset Boulevard. That's in Columbus, 4th and Vine, isn't it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> what's that uh, Hollywood, Pasadena? Man's Chinese. Yeah, like girl man's Chinese theater, right? You're yeah. walking down there, but it's not. It's kind of gross because there's all those like people. Spider mans. There's Spider mans. There's like, uh, there's the guy. There's like somebody masquerading as like Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover, and he's got a little baby and a little carry in the front. There's uh, there's like two or there's like the cheerleaders from SNL. They're still there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you, once you find somebody who you look like, sure. you know, you just kind of like you have to you have stick to with stick it with it, forever. right? You know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. And so you're walking along there, and there's a guy, there's like an Elton John, no, there's a Stephen Page impersonator, right? Ooh. But it's from this video. Okay, which one? This, the, the, Stephen, the, the singer Stephen Page. Okay. Right? So he's, he's just Stephen Page from this video. Okay. But, you know, like all the things, he's wearing sort of a cheaper outfit than Stephen Page was. And also, like, it's, he's got like a deep V uh-huh. for no reason. <laughs> okay. You can kind of see his chest hair coming out, and he's smiling, he's gooning for the camera. No one's taking pictures with him because oh, everyone wants to take pictures with the Thor. Everyone wants to get to take pictures with the Spidey Boys. Everyone wants to get to take pictures with the from SNL. That's right. Everyone wants to get takes pictures with the boy. 
you know in the bubble in the bubble, the bubble sure. play. <laughs> <laughs> that's that guy the kid the kid I'm sorry. So Molly what? Shannon. So anyway, you see this guy, and he's walking down towards you. He's got his Stephen Page, Stevie Page outfit on. And he's like, he just like makes eye contact, and he comes at you because they're all really aggressive. Uh huh. Right, and he's just coming at you, and now you see, you see him. He's wearing. He's got this DV. He's got his his his, his, his things, and so he's he's dressed pretty nude. Like he's he's neuter than Stephen Page was in that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's not even wearing glasses. He's not even wearing the Stevie Page glasses because he doesn't know any better. Uh huh. So um, he's just a super sweaty guy coming down the street towards you, and you see he's mostly naked. But uh, uncomfortably naked, and uh, so that's it's, it's a good song, but I feel like it's sort of uh, uh, a good song adjacent is the best way to put it for me. Okay, so, so I right liked... next to Stephen Page, there's an Ed Robertson <laughs> who is naked, but we're <laughs> yeah. not reading that song. Well, there's an Ed Robertson impression who's doing a really good job. He's got right. like a actual guitar, and he's singing along. Okay, and Stevie Page guy is just like going, going on the train. Hey, you know who I am? I'm Stevie <laughs> P from the Bare Naked Ladies. You may know me from the Big Bang Theory theme song. Theme <laughs> song. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a lisp. Not that there's any other wrong with lisps, but um, <laughs> just my impression of him. Very good. So yeah, it wasn't. I can't get it quite right. Okay. Yeah, so, you're yeah. working on it. So yeah, he's a he's a good song. It's, it's, it's good. me, Stephen Page <laughs> from the Bare Naked Lady theme song. <laughs> Strong band. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> so it's like thirty percent Homestar Runner. There you go. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So, so he's he's got the deep V. He's got the like latex. It was it's not really latex. It's like Gore-Tex oh, or yeah. something like that in yeah, the in the is. video. So he's like that, and it's just a. Uh, here he is. Yeah. Okay. Is. So this was a good. This is a good opener. This is a good opener for yeah. us for an album. I don't think I like this song as much as I should, but yeah, it's a good song adjacent. Okay. It's a good song impersonator. It's a good song impersonator, <laughs> which is what I was trying <laughs> sure, to get sure, to. Sure, I got it. We got there eventually. Hey, you know. Um, for me, uh, I have not many people know this, but I do. we actually I do. every you know of course because you're in it with me. But every week when we oh, do this, you're in the shit. We rent out an arena ah, yeah. and we invite all of the previous Bennigan lady songs to come in and get judged in real time. And if there's mm-hmm. ever any changes, we will report them live on mm-hmm. the show. But so far our judgments have been perfect. Have, our judgments have been perfect. And we are of course doing them in chronological order. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Bennigan ABCs. <laughs> um, hey. No, we love you. Um, but here's the deal. <laughs> why do I hurry Italian for a second? Here's the deal. Too little, too late. Mm-hmm. Like we, it, it, it's at its house. Mm-hmm. It's alarm rings. And it hit snooze, right? Ugh. And because we were, it, Never was, do that. it was due for uh, a one thirty p.m. screening by us, mm-hmm. and now it's one forty, and we're waiting. It hasn't even <gasps> left the house yet, right? Yeah. So it rips off all its clothes, which I don't understand why all songs don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it rips off all its clothes, jumps in the car, starts zooming down. We're checking our watches. We're so checking it's, our it's watches. driving towards us naked. Yeah, absolutely, because uh, it, it wants to be, be judged. Naked. Yeah, uh, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. The cop pulls him over. Sir, what are you doing? You cannot drive a car nude. I'm a song. I don't care. I'm a policeman. Go fuck yourself. You are under arrest unless you put on... You can't arrest me. I don't have rights. (laughs) Well, that's good. Then I'm just grabbing you and taking you... See, here's the deal. I had an idea, but (laughs) I'm not even a person. Now that we're role-playing this, now he's getting taken to the police station, which is fine. Hey, hey, you can't take me here. I've... I've, I'm a Canadian. So I'm a Canadian <laughs> I demand diplomatic immunity. I demand extradition. Uh, so they take him down to the station. They throw a robe on him, right? And then do they he, like de-louse him? They de-louse him. They put him through the ringer. He gets one phone call. He calls us. Too little, too late. What do you do? You were supposed to be at the arena. I know. I know. I got picked up by the cops. I'm at the station. Can you come get me? Yeah, f- we can come get you. We can come get you. 
So we go down to the station. Zinger <laughs> yep. and Evan go down to the station. And he's in his robe. He's in his cell. Uh, is this your 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 charge? Uh, yes. Yeah, this is our friend. <laughs> it's a little too late. Lead us into the cell. As soon as he sees us, he throws off his robe in dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. And we say, buddy, there's very little on you, but it's too late. I'm sorry. I you, We can't accept this. And then he starts shrinking. <laughs> he becomes smaller and smaller. <laughs> Uh, I think this song is great. Um, mm-hmm. It is pretty nude, but unfortunately, it didn't get to the judging in time. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say it's a, a 9.5. <laughs> Do you think this would make a good theme song for the movie Stuart Little? <gasps> was he too little? I think he was a pro. What is there a song called Appropriately Little? little appropriately Appropriately late. <laughs> Appropriate little, just on time. <laughs> really little right just size, on just on time. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of this song. No, the opposite of the song is... Too big, I'm <laughs> early. Coming early, too big. I'm big, coming in early. <laughs> what does that song sound like? I could <laughs> be <laughs> and I I'm already good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this song for me is whatever we just decided it was. I'm already understood. <laughs> Uh, it's already Ed, great. Thanks so much for being on the cast today. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything to plug before you go to a break here? What? Wait, what? All right, we'll be back with more <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies, a podcast for you. I still have to do one. <laughs> hey, Evan. Oh, no, my mom is in the house with my other mom. What? Is that what I say? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing an Evan intro. <laughs> Where what? I'm okay. just going to talk and do a Markov chain of what word follows the next word. Okay, so okay. your moms are in the house. Uh huh. Then when my mom goes in the house, she takes a hammer and rakes it around the whole tandry. Hammer party. I've always wanted to have one of those. <laughs> See, I could just get used to. You're like a Paula Poundstone. I just say one thing. <laughs> I'm like a Paula Poundstone. <laughs> I'm reading Paula Poundstone's new book right now. It's fine. Yeah. Paula Poundstone, I used to adore her. Mm-hmm. And then I think the time that we went to see her, mm-hmm. she talked endlessly about how bad technology was, how much she hated it, and how much kids should never be given access but to it. But all of the like baby boomers and like early Gen Xers yeah. that were in there were eating that oh shit God. up. Like yeah. the woman, it was, it was, re- I think we've talked about this in the show before. Have the we? Woman, the woman next to me like had a conniption fit. <laughs> That's the only way I could describe it. Like she could not breathe. She could not like open her eyes wide enough because they were just like tears streaming down. And that for me was actually way more interesting than the show itself. Like I was just watching this woman like, because none of the jokes, la- like one joke landed for me. Right, yeah. So I was just like deadpan watching Paula Poundstone. But then this woman was just going ape shit. And that was really fun. Yeah. Like, just how much everyone enjoyed it. It truly embarrassed me, because every other time I've seen her, I've enjoyed her so much. And I convinced you and your partner, I was like, we got to go see Paula Poundstone. And you reluctantly agreed. That was one of the worst comedy shows I've ever been to, where nothing landed. She just complained old geezery the whole time. It was bad. I'm sorry, but I'm so she was She was, like, objectively, I could see she knew what she was doing. Yes. Like, she was playing the room. She was playing the crowd. Yes. Like, she knew how, like, comedic structure and that sort of thing. So... It's just, like, objectively, she was funny. Subjectively, (laughs) I did not laugh at all. It's funny that you can judge comedy objectively. Well, I could see, I mean, I could see the effect it was having on everybody, right? So that was was a pretty good objective judge. robot. I could see that the other humans in the room were enjoying their experience, so I pretended to laugh as well. I didn't Uh, pretend to laugh. No, you didn't, not at all. And then you told me how bad it was afterwards, and I felt horrible. And continue to feel horrible. (laughs) That's okay. I mean, we went to a delicious, not delicious dinner before. Was that when we went to Ted's Montana Grill? That... 
No, yep. that was before a concert of some sort. Why are we? I went to Sonic Temple over the weekend, a rock concert, and that was another fun people watching experience. Mm-hmm. There were. It takes all kinds to go to a three day metal show. <laughs> I went because tickets were one dollar. Um, boy, oh boy, lots of Rick and Morty t shirts. More than I expected, huh. I think. <laughs> that was what I was counting. That was my count for the day. Is how many Rick and Morty t shirts? It's like I going see? to a Renaissance festival and counting how many Jack Sparrows you see. That's a great game. Yes. yes. Going to an anime convention and counting the N seven jackets from Mass Effect. That's Good another deal. fun game too. You know what else is a fun game, Evan? T- tell me. I love games. <laughs> you want to play a game, Saker? I would love to play a game. Um, he tell you what. Meet me. We'll play a game July 13th at 5 p.m. Okay. And we'll play it at the Mad Lab Theater. Does that sound fun? Mm-hmm. The game will be called It's All Been Done Radio Hour's first, fourth anniversary show. For, for fourth anniversary show. It's the traditional fourth anniversary game. It's, it's, it's you know, lots of zombies. Uh, the first 80-minute story with the whole show being Packer and Ratcliffe. Oh, pa- I, famous PNR. <laughs> the PNR duo will the packy rats. be in attendance. The pack rats are gonna be there, the taking f- everything they can find. They're gonna be stealing it. They're gonna be hoarding it. <laughs> nothing, nothing in your pockets is safe. Nothing in your shoes is safe. Nothing. It's the story. Nothing in the halls. Nothing on the streets outside. The pursuit of Packer. Are you oh. excited? Uh, yeah, because now I'm gonna bring take out. Before I go, I'm gonna do the traditional thing where you get an entire roll of tinfoil and rip it up into <laughs> tiny little bits, and then just scatter it all over there. Because just see those little guys pick it up; they are so industrious. Which one of us is gonna cosplay Packer, and which one of us is gonna cosplay Ratcliffe? I will cosplay Racker. Okay, I'll cosplay Packcliffe. Packcliffe, Packcliffe, he's no good. <laughs> Tearing down your neighbor. <laughs> Ratcliffe, Larry, and Tim Zero. Oh, oops. I want to be, be Tim Zero. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ratcliffe, Larry, and Tim zero in on their hunt for Ratcliffe's missing beloved. I think Boy, I wish his name was Tim Zero. Tim Zero, I think, is just Tim, but he doesn't have any calories. Can we include a character named Tim he's, Zero he's dying. in our podcast? He's dying. <laughs> dying. They'll encounter a few familiar faces, wonk, along the way. Yeah, so we'll just hold the microphone down by Tim Zero's mouth, and we'll be just be like a soft... <laughs> well, he can't even vocalize anymore. Oh, I see. He's, he's like just... a soft... Like... He's a wind that whispers. Uh, tickets are probably still available at madlab.net slash tickets, but our anniversary show is usually a big one for our award-winning thingy, so get yours now. Details can be found at itsallbeendoneradiohour.com, and our whole entertainment network is based on iabdpresents.com. Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that big wheel and see what we end up on. Ev, today, our mm. segment is... I put my hands around your neck. You wrap your arms around me. Uh, this song describes a date or a relationship. It does. Yeah. Uh-oh. You want to re- re-roll that? <laughs> hey, how about every single American <laughs> Lady song. song describes... All right, let's no, re-roll No, no, I mean, because we, we, we did it last time, and it was a date between, like, Iron yeah. Man and, okay. I don't know, John Belushi. In a car... <laughs> This track is on your road mix. Uh. What songs come before and after and why? Okay. So, um, what songs come before and after and why? Um, do you have any idea? So, what are what are we doing? Thematic or uh, yeah. tonal? So, songs about lateness. Songs about smallness. Yes. Oh, I like that. Maybe, I think thematically, the song that comes before this should be the smallest song of all. And the song that comes after this should be of average size. So we have tiniest, too little, average. It's like oh, the so tiny little song should be in front of this. Little tiny, yes, tiny little song, and then too little, too late, and then 
uh, regular show theme song. <laughs> no, I don't know. What's a what's a regular song? What is a regular song? <laughs> Listeners, what is a regular song? Listeners, please tell us what a regular song is. That well, would be so a song that's, that would it, it comes on the radio and everyone just goes, huh? Yeah, that's music. <laughs> Okay, so I, I mean, I hate to go back to the well of Journey, but actually, people thrill for that song. So no, it can't be um, just a small yeah, town it can't girl. Be, it has to be a song. It's like the the song. It's the middle of the road mix sort of thing. So you're, it's a song that no one will. So yeah. something. What's the water of songs? What is the water of songs? <laughs> Give me the beat, boss. Be my soul. I wanna get lost in your But even that, asshole. I feel like people get excited. What about like the girl from Ipanema? <laughs> is that is that a water song? I I like I'm just trying to think here. That's like the that's the archetypal like elevator music though, right? Right. So yeah, that I mean that would work. So <laughs> little tiny song, too little too late, girl from Ipanema. <laughs> Wait, this is a shitty road move. Well, yeah, because we're having time to talk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is this isn't like the first song. You're not but, leading with this. But here's the problem: is mm. that this song is a leader. You can't put this on yeah, second on yeah, a mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, little tiny. You can if you have like little tiny song in front of it. So, little or tiny. just a, just a, a sustained blast of sound to get everyone's attention. There's a song by a band called, I will remember it momentarily. Uh, it's called Highway, and it's two seconds long, and it goes Highway. highway. <laughs> nope, that's not it. Uh, it's just the word Highway, very loud. Um, so we can make that the opening track. Um, the song is Highway by the band Highway, and the band is Broken Class. I'm gonna insert Broken Class's Highway right here. Highway. Cool. Is that really a song? What defines a song? Uh, well, I guess it has musicality. Like there's, there's <laughs> there were two notes. There's instrumentation, but the, but <clears throat> I mean you don't need instrumentation to have a song like like rap doesn't necessarily have to have instrumentation to be music right so well then it's spoken word poetry not necessarily like i mean that's a that's a discussion right in the community whether spoken like uh, you know slam there's there's like a continuum right or a constellation between like slam poetry and rap sure right you know if you i think it's authorial intent is what makes it music So I guess they intended it to be I can't, music. But I can't think of any rap song that isn't musical. I mean, there are freestyles, I guess, mm-hmm. which are musical and they don't yeah. necessarily have to. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Cause you're they're right. not like a lot of time. Uh, and I mean, not always, but a lot of times they're not singing, sure. right? but they're, but they're speaking with a rhythm. Yes. And I mean, music has rhythm. Yeah. Some music. Okay. All right. Unlike, you know, but then there's like Japanese gagaku music that like has no rhythm at all. Really? Like that's just like the flutes, right? It has a. It's not even a polyrhythm, right? It's a it's a broken rhythm. Okay. So it's like what you would listen to in like a no theater. <laughs> this sounds horrible. Well, it's not bad. It's okay. a, it's a the focus isn't necessarily on the music. It's the absence of sure. sound. There's like the you focus on the spaces as well. Sure. So, a I John mean, Cage. I'm not gonna of... like I'm not gonna throw it into my fucking like DVD or CD player and okay. you know just rock out to some gagaku yeah. like eighth century Japanese court music, but. I mean, it would be fun to roll down your window at a traffic light next to somebody and it goes, <laughs> and okay. Is that sort of the, uh, tuk, 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 Yep. Hey, yo. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's music too. And it doesn't necessarily have a, like a static rhythm. Right. Okay. So. All right. Interesting. So broken classes, highway, too little, too late. And then girl from Ipanema. Is that our road mix? An adequate song. An adequate, an adequate song. That's an adequate road mix. <laughs> for an adequate man. And. All right. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's time for the Bare Naked Males segment. Oh. 
Bare Naked Males are where we take a piece of mail and answer it. Um, the mail comes from you people. You fucking people. <laughs> hey. hey, get out of my way and walk. What if we treated this one like a Jeopardy question where this one's the answer and we have to come up with the question? <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Um, so if you want to email us, please email us. It's it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Uh, and we desperately need questions, yeah. so please email us or else we're going to have to turn back to loaded questions. Okay, here's a question from our friend Emma. This email is titled, A Really Good Question. Oh, good. <clears throat> Set the bar high, Emma. Set it real high. What do you think is each of the Naked ladies' greatest fear? Bonus. Could you convince each one that their fear isn't valid? No fear is valid. What? The clothing brand? Yeah. <laughs> no fear is totally valid. I love that shit. Um, so what do you think? Okay, so let's start with, uh, again, as we've established, if we're talking about the Bare Naked Ladies as a collective, we talk about them on the album. album that okay. we're currently on, yeah. So, Ed Boy. His Ed greatest fear. Boy's greatest fear is that, well, I mean, Are probably, we doing this joking or not? Like, seriously, his probably greatest fear is that when Steve left, the band is not as good anymore. Like, uh, yeah. Steve took something fundamentally from the beard. But, but, the band, well, I, but I think that his actual fear is well let me hold on let me let me extrapolate further from what you're Freddy saying Freddy Krueger <laughs> because I, I don't think his greatest fear is that I think his greatest fear is not being remembered right because that's 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 the, the we're getting down we're drilling in to don't why mark him up as an also ran oh my god just mark him down as an angry man um yeah I, think I don't think he's, he's angry I think no but I think he's scared yeah I think if we were to define Ed with one bad quality mm-hmm. it's fear <laughs> But again, this is not based on anything he's shown us or said or ever done. Like, yeah. Like he's <laughs> this, never. This whole show is based on what we think. It's two idiots <laughs> talking about the Naked ladies. Yeah. So, okay. so Ed's, Ed's afraid. So Ed's afraid. Can we convince him his fear is invalid? That uh, the BNL, I mean. I don't know that we. Well, they're still touring. Right. They're selling out shows with Hootie and the goddamn Blowfish. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can convince him his fear is invalid. Right. I mean, but th- he's not going to listen to us, but we could. I don't think we could convince him. I think we can make a good argument for it. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if we we're being totally serious about Ed, I think that his fear is that there is no afterlife and he'll never get to meet <laughs> his brother again. Like. Yikes. Like that, I think, would be probably in his honest fear. Oh, or maybe there is an afterlife and he sees his brother again, but then Freddy Krueger's like behind <laughs> a cloud and is like, ah, brotherly love, more like Bitches. brotherly shove. And then he shoves his brother off a cliff. <laughs> Into hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't think... I think you like mixed Freddy Krueger with the Crypt Keeper right there. <laughs> I don't think uh, Freddy Krueger. Doesn't Krueger do like he puns? He does panache, but I don't think he he doesn't do puns like that. I thought he did. He does puns, but he doesn't do puns bitch. like that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, bitch is his catchphrase. Bitch. Uh, okay, so so can we convince him it is invalid? No. That there's that there's not an actual because <laughs> none of us know. Yeah, it's impossible uh, to know. Okay, so Stevie P. Stevie P. Yeah, I mean, again. Also, I think he and Ed are very similar, which may have caused the rift between them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think his fear is also not being valid, right? His fear is that he's a fundamentally broken person and that he'll never be able to, like, be whole again. His artistry comes from his pain. And if he was ever to be made whole again, he would stop to be able to stop being able to be created. That is that made me sad just thinking about. But yeah, okay. And also spiders. (laughs) (laughs) That boy did not like a creepy crawly. So. 
uh, maybe he sees he wakes up in bed and he sees a spider and he's like, <gasps> but then there's a spider in my room. <laughs> but then out from under his bed, Freddy Krueger comes <laughs> and like, he says, eight legs, more like eight pegs, bitch. <laughs> and he pegs him eight times. <laughs> so can we convince Stephen Page that eight kegs of urine you have to drink? <laughs> Eight Megs, like the movie The Meg, Meg with the giant shark. It ate eight, eight times, bitch. He's got to reach real far for these. Um, eight eggs. <laughs> oh, which I've made for you. <laughs> but they're poisoned. Um, so I don't know if you can convince someone that their fear that art is pain isn't valid. That their art, their best art comes from sure. pain. So I think we're doing a really bad job consoling the boys right now. Yeah, yeah. We're over for 2, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have not convinced them. Tyler. Tyler is this fear is no. That's. I mean. think his fear is his fear is uh seeing his friends hurt right because we always see him like snapping back, clapping back on people who are mm-hmm. like you know oh better these fucking suck now, um and maybe part of that is narcissism but I think most of it is he's looking out for his buddies he's a mama bear, um so. So his fear is seeing his friends hurt. Can we convince him it is valid? <laughs> Wait, what else is his fear? I'm sorry, do another one. <laughs> no, I think Tyler's Tyler's fear is that, I mean, he's part of bare naked. La- he's of bare naked. He's part of bare naked ladies, but not of it. Like he doesn't. He feels that he is sort of the smallest player because he doesn't write. He doesn't sure. sing. He just plays drums. Sure. And I'm sure he can. Again, I'm this. I think this is his fear. So this is Tyler's like darkest self. Sure. Like I think in real life, Tyler is integral to the band. Sure. And absolutely. I would. That's what I would say. Yeah. Hey man, when you go down the you are hole. incredibly important to the yes. band. I think yes. without you, I mean, they could fill you, fill another drummer in there, but the, the it's not going to have the fun, fundamentally change. Yes. Yes, right. Yes, and yes. I think that he's got the rapport and he's probably one of the threads holding the band together. Still. But can you convince someone that they are valid in terms of like, if you weren't here, I mean, you'd have to like, uh, it's a wonderful life him. Yeah. So okay. we're going to do that. We're going to take <laughs> okay. Tyler on the band and replace him with a drum machine. <laughs> drum machine. More like dumb machine. machine bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> Freddy Krueger comes out. Sure. Perfect. Uh, so God damn it. I don't think that you can. No, you can convince him because you show him what happened to Steve and you say, look, this is what happens when we lose a lady. Yes. When we lose a lady, the band fundamentally changes and it's never yes. going to be the same. Exactly. So we're one okay. for three. We've saved okay, we his saved eternal Tyler. soul. I think Tyler is Tyler's ready to move on. Sure. Kev. Kevin Hearn is afraid. I think his biggest fear is the warming. cancer returning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost certainly that he's not in full remission. Yeah. Fuck. Thanks, Emma. This is really... <laughs> this question sucks, Emma. Also, that he probably, he'll... He probably... I think out of all... Like, other than... Out of the current... Like, the current makeup of the Bare Naked Ladies, apart from, like, Stephen Page, I feel like Ken has the most existential angst as well. Ken? Ken. Ken <laughs> That's Kev. how you say. You just like to chop out the VI. Kevin and... Uh, Ken. The, yeah, Alex, yeah, sure. He's the he's the baby bird, not the mama bear. I think, yeah. I think he feels, he feels deeply about global warming, and he worries about this sort of stuff. Sure. And, like, you know... Whether there's an afterlife and whether Ed's going to be able to meet his brother sure. again. <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't think we can convince him. I mean, we can't because we'd be wrong. No, I think we can. There's lots of stuff to be scared of. Are we talking about global warming or cancer right now? Uh, either. Because cancer, you could say, listen, go in for a once a year screening and that'll convince you that it's cool, man. Right? But global warming, yeah. I mean, you can have, I mean, we have the facts and we're not doing shit about it. So, yeah, I think that's totally founded. 
Also, he's scared of never beating, Talk about cancer. Never beating that level Here's in a dancer. Chalk. So I, I don't know. I think it's impossible. So, so we have to decide on a fear because we need to be either two for four or one oh, for four. Okay. So which fear? What's his biggest fear? Global warming or cancer? Mm, probably cancer. Cancer. Yeah. And we That's can far more personal. Two yeah. for four. Yeah. We got him. Good. Save two of the leads. Finally. Jim. J- Jimmy Kriegs. What's Jim's big... I feel like he's so careless. I don't know, because the only story we've heard of him is, is when it's Adel's story, where he doesn't... He's like, I don't know, sometimes it seems like I'm in a band. So never doing anything more than the Bernanke... Always being... It's the opposite of Tyler's fear. Yeah, like always having been a Bernanke ladies. Yeah, and I mean, whenever he tries to do express himself artistically, it is almost always panned. Sure. Right? I don't know. <laughs> So we are the know nothing by, by you. Sure. Oh, by me. Yeah. Little tiny song fucking sucks. Yeah. That's okay. not. That's not. Jim. Uh, that's Andy. That's Andy. Uh, Spider in my room fucking sucks. <laughs> I forgot. In the drink. Yes. In the drink fucking sucks. Peter yeah, Bar in okay. the So yeah, I would say that. Yeah. He, that's a found. That should be his fear. <laughs> that like he's he can't stand on his own. He needs the bare naked ladies. Yeah. And he's and he's, from what we know, he is the most erudite mu- musician among them. Yeah. Probably. Like so. To be to be so technically skilled, but to not have, I mean, obviously he has talent, but not to not have the type of talent that allows you to write hits. Sure. So that he's 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 wasting his potential. No, not even that. I think that he he's like I work. He probably I work hard every fucking day. You know, I show up. I know every chord. I know I know every permutation of right. every single diminished anything. Like sure. he just he just knows the music backwards and forwards and all that technical knowledge still doesn't let him write one week. Sure. Still doesn't let him sure. like do anything. I mean, he's always going to be remembered as a bare naked lady. Yeah. And he's not even like the front man in, you know, a hundred years from now, the bare naked lady, he'll be a footnote in history. He'll be a footnote that. in the bare naked yeah. lady's history. So I think that would be a, Jesus. that'd be a fundamental fear of, of uh, Jim. Also, I just looked up the brothers Cregan reviews, mm-hmm. uh, three stars on Amazon for their first album, three stars, uh, for their second album on RateYourMusic.com. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty mediocre. It looks like. So yeah, uh, I don't know. So, so yeah, when he does do his own stuff, it gets kind of panned. Um, so how do we allay that fear? Huh? Well, the argument I would make is that, um, cause this is where we can either save the band mm-hmm. or forsake the band. Cause we'll be so, three for five. So let you're, you're Jimmy. Let me give you a pitch, Jimmy. That's not how he talks. Oopsie. <laughs> That's not how he talks. Whoopsie. Okay, there we go. Thank That's you. a Jim Cregan. Okay. That's a Jim Cregan I know. Absolutely. So, Jim, here's what the thing. I'm here you, for a good time. Most, not a long time. A lot, of, a lot of excellent artists aren't necessarily recognized in their time. I guess. Like, you're, you could be an Emily Dickinson. I could, a, I could be a Van Gogh. You could be a, a Van Gogh was recognized in his time. Oh, no. Oh, that's who I always compare myself to. Oh, you don't want to be a Van Gogh, man. Don't cry. Don't cry, buddy. Okay. Come here. I'll hug it out. Hug okay, it out. Okay. So like, yeah, a lot of great artists aren't recognizing your time. And because it's because your musicals, because your, your musical stylings are so advanced, mm-hmm. um, they're not necessarily reaching the audience that you're looking for at the moment. There's different types of audiences you can reach. And I'm sure that people who are real skilled musicians and real technically te- have a lot of technical knowledge, they respond to what's in your music. Whereas people who don't necessarily have the, like the expertise to get what you're putting down. But, I've been producing solo content since 1995. Right. And I'm saying that no one who lives currently can... Oh, you're talking way future. Yeah. Like 30, 40 years after you're dead. 
I think you're gonna I think you're gonna be you're gonna be pulled out of this. Like I think that people are gonna really see the contributions you have not only to the Bare Naked Ladies but to the music to music as a whole. My name will live on. Obviously. I mean longer than mine will. That's what I needed to hear. And then he starts fading away. (laughs) (laughs) I can leave you now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we did it. I saved the day. We saved the burning and lady. Saved the day. And then I pull out my ghost trap and I catch Jim and I'm like, yes, <laughs> now I've got him. Uh, you have five seconds. Lightning round. Double bonus question. If you were being attacked by a bear, which BNL boy would be most able to fight it off? Tyler. Tyler. Done. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Emma. Bye, Emma. <gasps> hey, Saker, we did it. We did another one. How uh-huh. nice can't believe it we're all the way through damn we've got all the way through the other side i can see it so clear now that's full of stars and we're on maroon now we're that's maroon. very exciting we're on the moon now <laughs> yeah we've taken we've taken a step uh we have we got baby seat coming we got convention nears we, we got, got sell sell gravy sell seat. we got <laughs> gravy nears we got gravy seat we got grave me grave me, me. <laughs> put me in the grave and slavery <laughs> it started dark and it just kept getting darker (laughs) jesus christ the next thing is slavery is horrible there we go a black mark on our history History. uh what you want to plug i want to plug nothing what never okay so yeah i mean I don't mean to. I feel like I pressure you. Sometimes. I want to plug the very idea of oh, see, but since plugging things. You have shit to plug. Okay, so plug it. What? Plugging stuff is great, everyone, because it allows <laughs> you to get your get your name out there and stuff. If people like what you're saying, you should be pulling people in, not or you should be pulling people into your work, not pushing them. Wow. Right. Wait. Because okay. because if you're if you're someone they're like oh yeah this guy seems cool he seems like something I'd like so then th- then they're pulled into your work by your you're, sure, you're not sure, saying hey sure. buy my book buy my novel I mean, buy my are, Bobby buy my baby you're but, yeah, actually that's literally <laughs> what you're doing which is why I don't like the idea of plugging whatever I have a band 2d6music.bandcamp.com go do it I feel like everyone who has wanted to listen to your music has already done so yeah probably well listeners Tuscan haters you can get with us on Facebook. <laughs> It's all been done to Better Ladies Podcast on Twitter at Been Done Pod, and you can rate us and review us on iTunes. Any score, one to five, just make sure to write a little thing along with it so we can read it on the air. You ever want to be a cloud? Just like floating around. See you again in one week! <laughs> one week. Fuck you! <laughs>